It's time for a cup of Joe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cup of Joe podcast. My name is Joe. I'll be your host. And we're back. Took a little R&R time last week. Made sure to charge those mental batteries. Remember, it's always important to take the time you need to make sure mentally you're where you need to be at, as well as physically. But it's episode six. We're back on it with the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about new music from OCs, the new Harry Potter mobile game. But first, I want to talk about some unfortunate news to the Toronto music world. June Records is closing. Yet another Toronto music staple will be biting the dust due to insane rent hikes June Records on College, uh, just east of Shaw Street, uh, will be closing up shop at the end of August after a developer ended up purchasing the building from the current owner, and instead of keeping the record store there, they want to put in their own storefront in place of it. Sad, sad time for Toronto Music, um, especially after they also just opened up their own little DIY venue in the back of the store called June Space. I remember the first time I walked into June Records, uh, I was actually working for a radio station here in Toronto, Indy 88, in their promotions and on-air departments, and for Record Store Day, a few years back now, we picked a number of local independent record stores to visit, and June Records was one of them. Probably one of the best shifts I've ever had as a part of a promo team. Uh, We walked into June, and the vibe was just super cool. The staff was just hanging out with customers. Everyone was super friendly, just chatting about music, just super helpful with if we needed anything. It was a great time. Uh, I even walked away purchasing a Bob and Doug McKenzie record. Uh, That's right. The Second City sketch characters made a god dang record. And uh, it's awesome because it even features Getty Lee from Rush singing uh, about how passionate they are about our home country of Canada. Probably one of my favorite finds ever. Uh, Anyway, uh, went back a couple more times after that, and every single visit just felt like that first one. It was awesome. You could find some really cool kind of niche stuff if you wanted, just hang out, chat some music. Uh, It was really fun space. Uh, They also had some really cool events happen there, one of which um, they packed about 2,000 people or something like that, in the alleyway behind the store for the band Zeus to perform for a special little uh, record release event, which I guess kind of had them thinking, if we want to host some more shows, why not just create a space? So since opening their own little venue area with uh, the news of the closure circulating and everything, Ian Chung, the owner of June Records, has expressed in a couple different interviews and blog posts that he's all about these DIY spaces and these cool little pop-up events and stuff, especially with how many DIY venues have been closing up shop around the city. 
He's trying to just give new emerging artists a home, a place to try out new songs for people and just have fun experimenting and performing while also providing other groups who want to get together and hold meetings to hold little like art shows or whatever they might need. To him, it's all just about providing a creative and safe space for people in the city. All Hope is not lost though. In a Now Toronto article, Ian Chung actually went on to say that even though the record store might be closing, along with its DIY venue, June Space, he seems a little more interested in opening up a venue location uh, than, uh, than opposed to a record store right away. And to that, I'm very excited and thankful as someone who also plays music. I know quite a few people who play music professionally as well and are always looking for spaces. It just grants much smaller bands the opportunity to put on these small little intimate shows with whoever they want and just showcase how much talent there really is across the whole city. Although June Records is still relatively young, it's only been around for about seven years, the impact it made on the Toronto music community will of course never be forgotten. And we'll be sure to keep our ears to the ground for hopefully the next great DIY venue Ian and the team decide to put together. You can still pay June Records a visit though, you can purchase a couple more albums, say what's up. The store will be open until the end of August. Remember the craze of Pokemon Go? Well, game developer Niantic and Warner Bros. are really trying to recreate that same magic with uh, a little added magic from the Harry Potter universe, and so far, uh, not so good. For the last two years, we've been getting bits and pieces of news about a brand new augmented reality game developed by the same creators as Pokemon Go, but set in the magical world of Harry Potter. For this game, you're recruited by the Ministry of Magic to help return these foundables, as they're called, to their rightful places across the magical universe, so the non-magical muggles can't get their hands on them, and the secrets of the wizarding world remain as such. Now, like most kids born in the early 90s, Pokemon and Harry Potter were, like, my lifeblood. Grew up watching Pokemon every day when I got home from school and on weekend mornings. Uh, I read all the Harry Potter books, watched all the movies, both of Pokemon and the Harry Potter variety. So naturally, when I found out both these games were being developed, I was ecstatic. It was like, finally, a game that really puts you into these worlds that we've become so passionate about and that have meant so much to us in our childhood. When Pokemon Go was released a few years ago, we all remember the response from that absolute pandemonium. It was initially launched in the States, and I was one of those people who purposely used a friend's US iTunes account so I could download the game right away before waiting for it to come to Canada. You can even ask my girlfriend, once I started playing the game, it was kind of like goodbye social life. Uh, I couldn't help myself. It was just, I became so enthralled with this. The game was just so much fun. I loved exploring around, finding new Pokemon. It was my childhood dream come true. That is, until Niantic announced that they were also developing an AR game similar to Pokemon Go, but for Harry Potter, I could not wait 
to be thrust into the wizarding world, casting spells, meeting other witches and wizards, discovering all kinds of secrets about the wizarding world, but there was no confirmed date for it, or at least that I knew of. Eventually, the craze of Pokemon Go died down for me a little bit, and I was still anxiously awaiting for this Harry Potter game, and it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I actually found out that it existed. I've been playing it for a little while now, and as, as much fun as I'm having playing it, there's still a couple little grapes I got it. They'll probably figure it out in the next little while, but this thing friggin' crashes a lot. The app was constantly freezing. It, like I said, it crashes, especially in the middle of completing different tasks, which can be really frustrating, but at least it constantly will kind of save where you're at with those so you don't lose any of your progress with that. Um, something I'm sure will be fixed soon with a couple small little updates. But compared to the crazy success of Pokemon Go, because I know that I went through some of those little same uh, issues with it in the beginning, the success of Wizards Unite, it's the name of the new Harry Potter game, um, in its first weekend have actually been pretty abysmal. And I think that's due to no real online presence. Like I said, I've been waiting for this game for a while and only found out about it by randomly stumbling across it in the App Store. In its first weekend, Wizards Unite made roughly just over a million dollars through in-app purchases and had about three million downloads in its first weekend. Not bad, right? But when you compare it to Pokemon Go's statistics, Pokemon Go made $28 million through in-app purchases on its first weekend and had over 24 million downloads. That's insane. Like, Wizards Unite doesn't even come close to how Pokemon Go did in the first weekend. But don't let that deter you from trying out Wizards Unite. I, like I said, I've been playing it uh, for a little while now. I've been having a blast coming across all these different items in the wizarding world that you've seen in the movies and read about in the books. Casting a bunch of different spells is also really cool, just the way it works. Uh, plus, you also get to choose your own profession in the wizarding world you get to give yourself uh, each kind of class or each profession gives you different stats and characteristics when you duel other players in the game. Um, and you also get to fully customize stuff like your own wand, which is really cool. Uh, get to pledge your allegiance to whichever Hogwarts house you want and so much more, just little tiny customizable options, which are really cool. And, and they add a lot more depth to the game as well. Uh, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, definitely recommend giving Wizards Unite a shot. Probably haven't sold it too, too well in this little bit, but please play so I'm not the only one using the app. Okay? Cool. Thanks. It was only a matter of time before the band OCs announced a brand new album this year. Now the California band led by John Dwyer um, that's been around since 97. They've gone through a bunch of name changes, a bunch of lineup changes. They've released over 20 albums and they finally announced a new album this summer after putting out uh, a new release basically every year for the last 16 years. Face Stabber is going to be the name of the new double album coming out this August. It'll be a follow-up to last year's record, Smoke Reverser. 
But if the first song they released is any indication, it's not going to be as aggressive as the album name Face Stabber might suggest. Henchlock is a 20 minute long, super groovy, kind of 70s psychedelic inspired song. Uh, it's honestly the perfect song to throw on and just kind of vibe out to having the background. It's the perfect driving tune. Whenever I hear about new music coming from John Dwyer and the OCs, I'm always really, really excited. They change up their music styles probably almost as often as they change their band name. Like seriously, if you look in their back catalog of music, I feel like there's something for everyone. Initially, I heard about the band when they were known as The OCs, uh, came across the record Carrion Crawler, The Dream, uh, a wicked, upbeat, post-rock, post-punk kind of garage rock type of vibe, I guess. Uh, it was one of the two albums they released in 2011. Um, but if you're looking for something with the same garage rock type of energy, but a little more um, psychedelic... Hands down, you gotta listen to their 2009 album, Help. This is another one of my favorite albums of theirs. Uh, Like many people, uh, I'm sure. Like I said, this band's got a little something for everyone. I feel like especially with the number of albums they have, I'm only just scratching the surface with with what they have. And that's only as uh, VOCs, like those last couple albums that I mentioned, uh, they were all under that band name but they got so many more occasionally john dwyer will still release singles and other new material under the band's original name ocs i don't even want to say what the possible last piece of music was that he released or that he plans to release under that name because i feel like by the time this podcast comes out he'll probably have plans to already have like three more eps an album a couple singles coming out um literally this band does not stop putting out music them and king gizzard are like neck and neck for constantly just turning out new music year after year after year but like i said getting excited for the new oc stuff new music is coming out august 16th that's when the double album face stabber is released but you can find their 20 minute long groovy psych track henchlock out right now perfect for uh perfect for any backyard barbecues that are happening any road trips you got planned this summer just a perfect tune to have on at any time once again we've reached the end of the episode thank you so much for listening uh, shameless self-promotion time here. Uh, if you enjoy live music, and let's be real, who doesn't really? Uh, the band I play in, Uncola, has a couple shows coming up. If you find yourself in the Toronto or Hamilton area this week, uh, Friday, July 12th, we'll be playing in Hamilton at Doors Pub. And Saturday, July 13th, we'll be here in Toronto at Duffy's Tavern. Hope to see you there. You can find more band news from Uncola and links to our music on Instagram at Uncola Band. And while you're there, make sure to check out the podcast and give us a follow as well at Podcast Cup. Keep up to date with the show. Thanks for listening. Remember to keep positive. Have a great week. And I'll see you next Monday.